1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Will Brinson. I don't know what day it is anymore. Joining me, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, boys? We're live on set in Los Angeles. You'd love to see it. Boats everywhere.
2: Tomorrow and probably for the rest of the week, I'll be wearing a grandma beach hat because my head is going to be burnt to a crisp. And uh, just for just for safety's sake, breach. That's what I'm going to be. Doing.
0: And you're also so, going to have instead of eye black, you're going to have the the sunscreen underneath yes. your eyes. Sun, you're going to look like Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. By the yes. way, it's
1: actually just, Tuesday, just Tuesday, up. February eighth.
0: There. Unless you're in Australia,
2: then it's five February months into night. the season. Brenson nailed it.
1: If you're watching on YouTube, you're getting this gorgeous view, the vistas of Los Angeles uh, behind us, cliffs thoughts of, I, I don't even know what's behind us because I haven't really looked.
0: That's called the Pacific Ocean, I believe. Oh, the Pacific Ocean. It is named after that Ryan is. Pacific. that is the Pacific Ocean. Yeah,
1: that's right. 14 uh, years ago. It's it <laughs> just like Pacifico Beer. Discovered. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, that's right. Um, if, you're, if you're watching on YouTube, smash that like button, hit the subscribe button, turn on alerts, and you will no- get notified when we go live. If you're listening on Spotify, you're not seeing the beautiful ocean, but you can still give us a beautiful five star rating. They have added that to the System. Now we will be uh, in the feed. By the way, the ultimate gambling guide uh, podcast with me and RJ White is available. That was on Monday show. We also did a quick breakdown of Mike McDaniel uh, and Lovey Smith being hired. Happened while we were traveling out here to Los Angeles and. If you're a loyal podcast listener and you want to support us even more from 4pm to 5pm Eastern on CBS Sports HQ, which you can access via your smart TV, Roku, Fire Stick, uh, or on your app. You can just watch it on your phone or your iPad, whatever. Uh, We will be live with an hour-long Pick 6 podcast show. Please check it out. It's a good time. A lot of fun. Super Bowl chat. Obviously, we have a Brady Quinn football show coming up as well, but now we're going to rank some super bowl storylines here's the goal i will give you a storyline you will give me a 1 to 10 grade based on your interest level and how much this storyline matters
0: all right i'm not even going to look ahead i want to be surprised each of you i haven't seen the rundown you know usually yeah. brinsten's yeah, the yeah, one we that, know. that we doesn't... know nobody's seen the rundown he's the
1: one that doesn't look at the rundown this this today this only. is like a baby reveal we didn't. this is and uh each Pink or blue each super friend will be given one pass option okay, okay. so you can
2: pass People got a lot of time on his hands going to these games.
1: Diva, <laughs> oh my god, this is such a mean one. John Jim Breach is the worst Bengals player in the Super Bowl ever.
2: That must be Brunson made that one. Yeah, I'm just made sure.
1: up that. That sounds made up. Yeah. Yeah. The Bengals, uh, the Bengals have their oppor- The Bengals have an opportunity to win their first Super Bowl ever. On a scale of one to ten. True. <laughs> uh,
2: well, I guess. I mean breach you answer that because that, that pertains more to you i,
0: like. I mean that's that's a tent Look, you know what? We don't see first-time Super Bowl winners that often because so many teams won. The last time was the Eagles in 2017. The last time a team from the AFC won a Super Bowl for the first time, you know when? Do you know when? The Patriots. The Patriots. Oh, wow. Good job, Wilson. And Wilson, this point. Yeah, got the go. trivia. We need to get the scoreboard. And look, it is exciting to have a team in the Super Bowl that has not been there for 33 years. It, it's, it's fun to watch them play. Uh, and so this is definitely, you know, I'm going to sound a little biased, but <laughs> this is my favorite storyline of the week. We are talking about the Bengals and the Super Bowl. It's been forever since they've been here. The way they got here, Uh, you know, Joe Burrow getting sacked every game. They're still winning the comeback against the Chiefs. Uh, This is just something that I am willing. To, we could just have a separate podcast about how exciting this is, that Cincinnati is moving out west to face the Rams in the Super Bowl. Are you going to
2: uh, paint your face for the Super Bowl?
0: You know, I've ne- never – painted my if if my family brings face paint and ask me to paint my face <laughs> love it I, i'm not against it. so All the right. last Bengals super bowl was 88 1988 january 1989 super bowl 23 and i'm gonna say that this is an
1: 8.8 storyline because the Bengals haven't been here since 1988 and they are desperate for a title having said that then that but that's the reason why it's not a 10 because joe burrow's on the roster if you if this is the only super bowl that joe burrow goes to and the only chance he has to win a Super Bowl, you got way more disappointment to worry about than not the Bengals not having ever won a Super Bowl because you will have wasted Joe Burrow's career uh, by not bringing one of these gigantic Lombardi trophies home. Well, to that point real quick, I, there's definitely a fear that, that this could turn
0: into one of three situations. Like Dan situation. Marino-type situation. The Dan Marino situation, you get to the Super Bowl in your second season, everybody's, oh, that guy's going to be in the Super Bowl every year, and then you never make it back. An Aaron Rodgers situation where you get there early, you win it, and then... You never get back. Right. Uh, but then obviously the ideal situation would but be a, just, a Tom Brady situation where they win seven Super that's Bowls. The thing. And that's if all we talk about for the next time.
2: Tom decade. Brady didn't exist.
1: Yeah, maybe Zach Taylor's Bill Belichick. <laughs> if Tom Brady Bill didn't Walsh.
2: exist, then going to one Super Bowl wouldn't be deemed a disappointment. But that's so that we should blame Tom Brady. Yeah,
1: no, I mean it's true. Like if if you I mean Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees are just, you know, Normal guys who won a single Super Bowl. If Tom Brady doesn't imagine, call these up,
2: imagine this. Just say Tom Brady for the sake of argument didn't exist, and some guy named Ben Roethlisberger went to three Super Bowls, and won two, and him not being a first ballot Hall of Famer.
1: <laughs> what? what <a laughs> All right. Our next, uh, you didn't give us an answer, by the way, Wilson. But we'll, we'll let you. We'll let you slide. We, because, pick
0: six, bingo, just hit. Wilson bringing up Ben Roethlisberger. On a Bengals, on a Bengals Super
1: Bowl. <laughs> All right. What's one next? Is, one to ten scale, Wilson. The second straight Super. This is the second straight Super Bowl with a team playing in its home stadium it never happened in the first 54 years of the super bowl
2: i'll give it a solid 7 and i think it's interesting that two weeks ago the rams played a home game in the divisional of the championship game and
1: uh, obviously the first ever team to host the, right.
2: the championship game and the super bowl
1: cuz the bucks played in green bay i believe the bucks were on the road for every single playoff game right yeah
2: and then they came home and, and won that game against the Chiefs that no one thought they were going to win because they bet against Tom Brady. But I, I'll give it a, a good solid seven. I think the issue for me, though, Breach, is that, and we talked about this on the on the HQ show, is that L.A. isn't all about sports teams. This isn't Green Bay or Cincinnati or Pittsburgh or, or Cleveland. This is uh, an area that's 500 square miles, it feels like, and everything under the sun entertainment-wise you could do. So, And we heard that Sean McVay say this in the championship game, don't sell your tickets to 49ers fans. That's not something that Browns fans or Steelers fans or Packers fans are having to worry about on home games, and uh, so in that sense, I'll give it a seven. If it were Cleveland playing the Super Bowl in Cleveland, that's a,
0: a million, definitely a million. Huh. Uh, I'll give it an eight. I'm going to go up, up right. a half point there, Wilson. I like Price it. Is right again. Number one, it brings up you can bring up my favorite movie trivia of all time since we're in LA and near Hollywood. Uh, the first team to play a home Super Bowl was the Miami Dolphins and Ace Ventura. Wilson, <laughs> My as, bad. as everyone knows, got any more of that gum, Dan. That was played Ace. in Miami <laughs> Dolphins Eagles, uh, as we all know, even though nobody knows who won the Super Bowl because they never told us in the movie. You assume the Dolphins won. I don't know. But you look at the Rams, and the fascinating thing is is you look at Rams owner Stan Kroenke. He threw the entire city of St. Louis under the bus, (laughs) said, I'm going out to L.A. I'm going to build a stadium. So this was his whole entire dream was to get a stadium here. They mortgaged everything uh, to get – the Super Bowl here, build that stadium, and you are mortgaged everything this season to make the trades and to bring people in, so that they could get to this Super Bowl. And it worked. It is like telling your wife that you're going to mortgage the house and you're going to take all the money and buy a lotto scratch off ticket, and she's going to be look at you like that's the dumbest thing you've ever said. But if the ticket hits, then you're saying, "All right, well, that was a great plan you had there, honey. Uh, let's do that again." So the fact that that gamble paid off, the Rams are, you know, playing in their home stadium. Uh, you know, McVeigh. You know, I'm sure he's glad that second Super Bowl in four years. Nobody remembers that last one as long as you win this one in your home city.
1: Yeah. So you went eight. I'm going to go eight point one to really prices right to you. What? And as we point out, the Bengals the Super Bowl before the '88 Super Bowl was played and win January 1981. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Where's my dunk button? Eight point one. Um, I, I also think I think it's I think it's important. I I get the Cleveland thing. I think it's maybe more important for the NFL than anything else that it's in Los Angeles and that it's a home game here because the league was so adamant for decades about getting a team back in Los Angeles. And there was concern that once you got a team, they got two back here now with the Chargers as well. There was concern that the city wouldn't be, it wouldn't really embrace the team, but you get back here and go to the Super Bowl. Is it, I mean, you know, in, in Los Angeles, the vibe is just going to be different. It's clearly a team that's going to have long-term success. McVeigh is, I mean, he's, what, 35, 30? 30, is he? he turned 36 in late January. Yeah, he, turned 30, he just turned 36. We Matthew Stafford's got a few good years left in him. He, he just turned 34 yesterday. That's Me? right. Matthew Stafford. Oh, Stafford. Yeah, that's right. February 7th, yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- this is a team that's got a very bright future, and the league gets to showcase its crown jewel in this you know, SoFi Stadium. they moved the nfl network over there i think it's i think it's a big deal for the nfl uh this is a good one all right one to ten scale wilson super bowl storylines how does it rate sean McVay versus his protege zach taylor who was an assistant wide receivers coach in 2017 and the qb coach in 2018
2: i'm gonna give that a big fat three what here's why this isn't belichick versus Parcells, or Mangini versus Belichick, or Patricia versus Belichick. Something that has some some teeth to it. These are two really nice guys. There's not one, I don't think there's anyone more soft-spoken than Zach Taylor. Uh, I mean, the only time you get angry with him is because he runs the ball too much on first down, uh, but not because he's done or said something that seems, you know, like a Rex Ryan type stuff where he's getting the other f- fan base fired up, or uh, you just hate him because he's he's so good that he keeps beating your team because they've only had success till this year. He's very unassuming. Sean McVay is much the same way. Sean McVay only has good things to say about his former coaches, so it's not in terms of Hollywood. It's not the script that you would want in terms of uh, Belichick versus Rex Ryan, for example. That's something that you can get behind and hate. But I think, um, I mean, it's it's almost like a
0: feel good story. What I'm giving it a seven. I mean, first of all, any storyline involving Sean McVay, I have to give. Where at- did you go to college? Miami of Ohio. Oh, Fun fact: Miami of Ohio. Uh, You know, but look, the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl, that was Zach Taylor's final season on their coaching staff. And as soon as they lost that Super Bowl, boom, he was gone to Cincinnati. And look, this came close to not happening. You know, if Zach Taylor had been the coach of almost any other team in the NFL, he probably gets fired after going six and 25
1: and one. I heard an interesting comment from uh, Jim Trotter of NFL media. He was on uh, Chris Long's Greenlight podcast. Uh, last week talking about the Brian Flores stuff and he said that he had somebody with Cincinnati tell him that they knew when they hired Zach Taylor he wasn't ready for the job but they didn't want but they they thought it would take him two or three years to figure it out which I guess is kind of normal for most coaches but they didn't want to run the risk of other teams finding out about Zach Taylor and getting in a bidding war so they were willing to bring him on and let him suck for a couple of years and then they happen to land him joe burrow any 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 thoughts on that well i mean they were never the
0: Bengals don't dump their coaches because they don't want to pay somebody who's not working for I me mean, that's right. half the reason he was not going to get fired notoriously but, the cheapest franchise in professional that, football. that is a they fair, weren't going to
2: fire zach taylor and then bring him back like the texans might have done with david Cullen. that is
0: that would be a classic texans move uh, no so and i like the chess match of the fact that zach taylor is going to know Sean McVay's offense so intimately and also vice versa. And so that plays into what we're going to see in the Super Bowl. And so I, I, I like the idea of having a former coach going up against his old boss, especially when it is the two youngest coaches to ever face against each other in Super Bowl history. I'll give it a 4.5. I Why? think it's there we go.
1: Thank yeah, you. I, I don't think no. it's like it's not sexy. Yeah, I mean, I give your score a four point five. Well, I give your score a zero. <laughs> there you go. It's all that God. You, know, the, you know, the problem is you sit up here and like I, I, it's it's a good matchup. I'm just curious how much, like, what I, I think it's a I think it's a I think it's a I think it's a major mismatch for Sean McVay too is the problem. Like, here's the thing. Remember
2: in the Super Bowl a few years ago when it was Belichick versus McVay. Yeah. That was that was a matchup you wanted to talk about, and the whole thing was Sean McVay seemed awestruck after the game because he was before the game, before the game because he was after the game. We were talking about it yeah, when, they, yeah. when they didn't play well because he was he had so much respect for Belichick. That doesn't they're contemporaries, they're the same age, and again, they're pretty vanilla. They're not sort of making waves.
1: Yeah, and speaking of that, by the way, the next one, you know, when we up here on the on the on the set, like doing the podcast, it's easy to sort of get out. Of, we're not like in casual pod where you you feel like you're doing like a little like segment of TV and we're kind of in a hurry because of some, some timing issues, but this one, we're going to skip over it for timing purposes, but this one made me remember that we were doing a podcast, Sean McVay revenge game for crapping his pants in Super Bowl. So uh, when I realized I was going to have to say crapping his pants, it it, it changed how I felt, how I felt about the current setup. We are in fact doing a podcast. Uh, So of course we have to hit bingo on the podcast, Matthew Stafford, one to 10 cementing his case. For the Hall of Fame. One. Boo! (laughs) One, I mean,
2: okay. He would have to throw 40 touchdowns and 10,000 yards in this game, and they would have to win, and then I would put him in the Hall of Fame.
1: So, I think when I make my point, it's not – when I say that if he wins this game, he will get in the Hall of Fame, I'm not saying that winning this game – makes him a hall of famer. I'm projecting the next wait. If if the
0: Rams win on Sunday and Matthew Stafford announces his retirement after the game. I, I think he would get in, in
2: the hall of would,
1: fame? I think he would get in but it would be really difficult.
2: Would he get in before or after Big Ben?
1: <laughs> um before. <laughs>
2: That's the thing and breach's point. He has one year left on his deal, 2022.
0: I
1: mean he's staying with the Rams.
0: They have uh, some salary cap things to work out. He's staying with the Rams. We're gonna cut everyone but we're gonna keep Stafford if he yeah. wins the
1: Super Bowl he stayed with the Rams. Okay. What if they win the Super Bowl 10 to three? This is
2: his PR agent, so
0: he's. No,
1: I'm just saying that, like, if if you have a quarterback who finishes in the top five, and this is a this is a ten for me, obviously, but this is a very brand. What did you say, Breach? Whatever uh, you said, a one, yeah, and you said a ten. I'll say a four. Yeah, thank you. So thank you for at least giving it a a uh, modicum. I'll move of it up. Yeah, it's okay. I, I just think the the thing with Stafford is that. He's gonna play three or four more years, probably in a big phase system. You have 17 game season, five thousand, you know, forty five hundred to five thousand passing yards per season. His numbers are going to be so astronomical. And if he wins a Super Bowl and they have continued playoff success in Los Angeles, people are going to point back to the failures in Detroit and acknowledge that it is not a Matthew Stafford issue. It is a Detroit Lions issue.
2: If the point of the Hall of Fame is to, to lift up your team around you then he didn't do that in Detroit consistently enough.
1: Nobody's done it in Detroit. They ran off Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. Oh, so now you're you're blaming the Lions? <laughs> yes, we are playing the Lions classic. <laughs> All right. Number one, 1 to 10 storyline. Number one overall pick quarterbacks, number one quarterbacks who were taken with the first overall pick against each other in the Super Bowl 1 to 10. Second time ever, can you name the other one?
2: Yes. Yeah, it is uh Peyton Manning. Your your jacket Super Bowl 50. And
1: Cam Newton, there yep. you go. Uh, I mean, yeah,
2: right. The, yeah. the Peyton Manning versus Cam Newton thing didn't really – that actually was more interesting because Peyton Manning's at the end. Cam Newton had just won the MVP. And then Cam Newton had the issue where he didn't jump with the
0: ball there. But it's also interesting because what well, was Peyton Manning 98? Yeah. yeah. So they were taken 13 years apart, and that's almost – what you had here, 2009 and 2020. 20, yeah. Is that thirteen or is that twelve? I That's can't do that. 11, math. 11. So oh the god. fact the fact that both of those are
2: over no, no, a decade no. apart. Just so are clear, he went to Miami, of Ohio with Sean McVeigh. Sean McVeigh
1: went. We were missing the dunk button out here for a second. Oh my god. The um I mean I think it's I don't think it's that big a deal. It's like, oh my goodness. Oh, just got some the, shade. The big dogs. Welcome for... to paradise.
0: No, they got it for the next show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a hassle. We know who has the valuable job here. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think that, like, one of the other things, too, with Peyton and Cam was we thought that maybe that was the sort of passing of the torch of, like, quarterback styles. You know, like Cam, a running quarterback. Peyton, of course, the pocket passer. Sort of, st- sort of was. Yeah, it was sort of, but I mean. Not with Cam leading the way, though. Yeah. And, and, and like, this is just, like, Stafford and – Stafford and Burrow are just two great pocket passer SEC quarterbacks. who One just happens to be younger than the other. So I don't I don't view it as a as a, as a massive uh, storyline in terms of in terms of that. There's a lot in my head. <laughs> yeah, there's a shot. Please somebody take a screenshot of Ryan Wilson's uh, Ryan Wilson's head. Oh, right
2: they got it. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, okay, just missed it.
0: Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Most, oh, how about so this, nice. one to 10. Most expensive tickets in history. It's now like kind of chilly, right? No, right this is great.
2: <laughs> Nick, I'm going to call my agent. Thank you. So this can happen sometime before I get off set. Yeah. Most uh,
1: most expensive tickets in Super Bowl history. I'll well, let, ten.
2: I'll let Breach go with this. Cause he's, he's probably gonna have to buy tickets as a spectator.
1: Right. You know, I'm going to give this
0: uh, a seven and a half. Cause I do think it's an interesting storyline in the fact that, you know, people are trying to oh, buy tickets and they are not cheap. This is, I mean, Chad Johnson was tweeting about it. How's the common fans supposed to be able to go to a game where the cheapest ticket is $5,000. Oh, and so, You know, you're out here in Los Angeles where the money flows like the wine in Napa and, you know, they can afford
2: the graham crackers off Annabelle's. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: It's
1: salmon and Capistrano. You have
0: Bengals (laughs) fans who are trying to figure out, hey, we're in Cincinnati. We're not used to paying five thousand dollars for anything, let alone uh, a a ticket to a football game. And so it, it is fascinating to see how tickets are selling. And the fact that prices are so high. So that's what you have. You have uh, one team that's a city willing to spend a lot of money, another team that hasn't been there for 33 years, and that's how you that's... don't
1: try and prop up the Bengals as this like blue-collar, chili, and spaghetti-eating man of the people type of team. It is the man of the that people. Is Everyone so... is rooting for blue the Bengals. collars. They come I feel The like. Bengals are the people's team this week. The Bengals are these hot shot Hollywood fanboys. What's he talking about? <laughs> I just tried to flip it right. The right, The real blue-collar folks. Matthew Stafford, a Uh, Detroit man through and through, (laughs) now out in Los Angeles. It's a tale as old as time. Uh, One to ten scale. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Rams offense suffering because Kevin O'Connell is taking the Vikings job.
2: Is Sean McVay still there? I believe so. Yeah. That's a zero. Sean
1: McVay still there. Right. Okay, I, I, I'm reading the storyline. came up with all the, He's right. trying to dump it on Debo, the producer. No, I mean the guy it's not. I, give me a number.
2: You are literally anchorman. You're negative. reading whatever they put in front of you. I give
1: this negative. I get rid of this earpiece.
2: Thing. Yeah, no, it's two. a, it's a, it's a one because uh, Kevin O'Connell. Again, we talk about Mike McDaniel. We don't know what kind of coach he's going to be as a head coach. We don't know what kind of coach Kevin O'Connell is going to be as a head coach. Sean McVay, we know what kind of coach he is. He'll burn through the timeouts in the first five minutes, and then he'll coach him up. So I, I, I'll give it a one.
1: Yeah, I think if, I'll it too. I, I, I think, yeah, I'll go one and a half. I'll split the difference. I don't think it's a big deal. And it, it is the Sean McVay factor. Remember, and I, we didn't, I don't know, did we talk about this Did I mentioned this on HQ? But uh, we sort of forgotten that uh, Matt Patricia had taken the Lions job right before his defense got absolutely roasted by Nick yeah. Foles. And and you could, but you could also point back to some other instances where offensive coaches had taken the job and their offense did find uh, Josh, uh, I guess. There was, I can't remember, I'm trying to think exactly what uh, Zach
0: Taylor took the Bengal job, and he was the QB coach after a game where Jared Goff did absolutely nothing.
1: Right. I mean, so I, I think that's probably more just coincidental than anything else, but I do think, depending on who the coach is and the situation, that maybe you see some attention taken away. I think Kevin O'Connell, and we haven't, you know, not a ton of media with him, obviously, but I think he's done a very good job of you know, making sure that people know that, you know, he's like, look, this will take care of itself after it, it takes care of itself. And I think because... The Patriots maybe a little bit different. They have a ton of Super Bowls. Rams looking for that, you know, that that first one under McVay. Uh, Aaron Donald, one to ten. Aaron Donald cementing his legacy as a top five, top three, best of all time, as Breach claimed on the show. Defender with a Super Bowl win. How does that rate for you?
2: I'll give you a nine on that. Like he he already is a top five guy. But if he comes out and just has a sack fest against Joe Burrow, and this is sort of the perfect situation going against this offensive line, where he could have a certainly have a big night. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. If he comes out and has zero sacks and doesn't affect the game, he's still a first ballot Hall of Famer. But I think he has a chance to cement himself as.
1: Now he could retire today and be a first ballot hall of famer.
2: Yes, we agree on that. But I mean, not even
1: have to play in the game.
2: Yeah. But if he has like three sacks and like two forced fumbles, then we're talking about him in the same breath as as Lawrence Taylor. I'm not being exaggerated. About
1: I mean, that. who is, is Lawrence Taylor the only guy he has to leapfrog?
2: Well, there's um, uh, who's the the preacher? Gosh, I can't think of his name. Reggie White. Reggie White. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's yeah. Bruce Smith. Yeah. There's T.J. Watt. <laughs> suck that one in on you j.j
1: watt j.j watt's up there 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 are are. i think donald is probably past j.j watt at this point but not by much i mean j.j watt is an all-timer yeah i mean i think it's probably i mean he's aaron donald's probably a top five defender of all time yeah and it's absolutely maybe top three well i
2: mean if you want to talk about dion i mean yeah the, the cornerbacks as well but in terms of the front seven yeah michael singletary dick bucket so yeah but right for our conversation. Yeah, we're
1: probably getting a little out of the, yeah. our depth here. But that's, if, that's another. Project. If he has a monster game and they win the Super Bowl, then it's gonna put him in the goat conversation for defensive players. Uh, Von Miller could become the first defensive player to win two uh, Super Bowl MVPs. How does that rate for you, one to ten?
2: That's a huge story. I mean, I'd give that like an eight, eight and a half. I mean, if that happens, that's again unprecedented. Yeah. It's never happened before. So, yeah, I would sign me up for that one. Like
0: and that. that- put you in the hall of fame. You went two super Bowl MVPs. Yeah, you're yeah, going in the hall yeah. of fame. So that I, I think to see Von Miller possibly make history. I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll give a six. I,
1: I also think, oh. yeah, I think I'll go seven and a half or actually, I'll go. Would you go eight? Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll side with you on eight, I think. Uh, and I do think the Aaron Donald and Von Miller stuff is key too, because if the Rams are going to win, they're going to have to sack Joe Burrow. Right. So if Von Miller and Aaron Donald have huge games, that means a lot for the Rams potential to win. Like, I don't, I don't think the Rams, I mean, I think the Rams can win without big games from those guys, but, but it's on. unlikely so, that they win. If, we saw Joe Burrow against
0: the Titans get sacked nine times. What if Von Miller has four sacks and Aaron Donald has four sacks and the Rams still lose?
1: Then Joe that, Burrow is going to the Hall of Fame. Then Matthew Stafford, <laughs> the Matthew Stafford Hall of Fame cases is standing on shaky legs because that means he did nothing on offense. to scale breach. Evan McPherson going for the postseason field goal record. Vinatieri has the most field goals made in a single postseason. 14. McPherson enters Super Bowl 56 with 12. 12 12. Anything
0: involving uh, Evan McPherson is a 10 for me. Number one, this isn't just the most field goals in any postseason ever. He only needs three. If he hits four field goals, he would set the career postseason record for most four field goal games in the playoffs. Not a single season. For any kicker's entire career ever, uh, Vinatieri has three, four field goal games in his career. That is the current record. That took 21 years. McPherson might do it in one year. What what number did you give? A 10. Yeah, so I'll, a I'll, give, it a, give, it I'll give it a 10 as well. I'll
1: give it a three. What? For field goals. So 10, <laughs> 20, 23, 23 if you divide.
0: That's like a 7.8. That's
1: Andrew, good. 1 to 10. Andrew Whitworth
0: revenge game, Breach. I give that a 9.5. I actually love this angle because, look, the Bengals' downfall under Marvin Lewis started with the Steelers game. It ended when they let Andrew Whitworth walk after the 2016 season. They, we, we
1: talked about this on the pod. They right. drafted uh, Fisher and Obui.
0: and, and um, yeah, yeah, they, they felt like Whitworth didn't have enough left in the tank, and that their offensive line has gone downhill since then. They they haven't even really recovered from that, uh-uh. and so the fact that uh, you know the Bengals get back to Super Bowl and they're facing Andrew Whitworth is kind of perfect, especially when the whole talking point. This game is the Bengals offensive line, and it's a talking point because they
1: didn't keep Whitworth. Right. Yeah, I think it's a, I, I completely agree. Uh, OBJ's dad being right all along <laughs> one to ten, Wilson.
2: I, I mean, it's it's pretty funny. It is funny. And yeah. you wonder if he just kept saying it till it was actually proved right, because I, I say it all the time. If Odell Beckham didn't make that one-handed grab against the Cowboys, I believe. Yeah. Are we talking about him? I mean, he's electric, but we don't I mean, talk. He led,
1: he led the league in receiving yards as a rookie and only played 12 games. So, yeah.
2: But that one catch is what the we The one think
1: catch launched. It, it, yes. It, yes, it was a massive viral I, moment.
2: Look, Justin Jefferson was fantastic last year, but we don't talk about him in the same way we talk about Odell Beckham. And fair or not, they're, they're probably very similar players. But it's a funny story, and I'm sure it's some vindication for Odell's dad, but it won't matter the, much. Odell's
0: dad got to be sitting front row at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I yards, might...
2: they have to win the Super Bowl for, for it to be. I,
1: I mean, I think it's actually, I'll say it's uh, 7.9, just making up yeah. random numbers here, but not because it's like, odell could win the super bowl it's more because if his dad is right then all of a sudden the rams getting odell beckham looks like a genius move and it was and it's clear that he has plenty left in the tank and can still contribute for them down the road i mean like that helps you know robert woods coming back like the rams offense is ridiculously loaded
2: i'm gonna Uh, give it a six that's baker mayfield's number
1: okay uh there you go even better uh one to ten tight end injuries
0: yeah I mean, I think it's fascinating that they both have the exact same injury and they both have the exact same status. We don't know if they're going to play. So I think I'll give it a five because I think it's fun to watch yeah. that because if one plays, and the other doesn't, you're going to hear the, oh, we it's not Jamar it Chase out. and Odell or, right. or Jamar Cooper. I but, think it's
1: yeah. a bigger deal for the Bengals and the Rams. Mm. I think Uzama matters more for the Bengals and the Rams. Cause the, and you can use
2: Tyler Boyd for some of that stuff too. Yeah. And
1: you have Drew Say- I mean, yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you're going to make that Drew Sable thing come true. Yeah, I guess so.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I mean, I think it's kind of a big. I think the, I think Uzama matters more on those third down plays and like the short yardage, quick outs. I just think because of like, I just think I don't know. To me, to me, that's a bigger deal for the Bengals than the, than the Rams. We'll see if they both either come back. Cam Akers come back from his from his Achilles tear for this postseason run. One to ten, Wilson.
2: I mean, I'll give it like a seven. It was impressive what he did when he first came back a few yeah. weeks ago. Uh, he had the fumbling issue against the Bucks. He's got to get that sorted out. But it feels like Sean McVay, if he can hold the ball, trust him. And if that's the case, then they, they'll run the football. And then the question becomes, which Bengals defense shows up?
0: Yeah, I'll go seven because he tore his freaking Achilles seven months ago, and he is on the football field. That's that's like that's a
1: miracle. How is that even possible? Yeah, I think it's a it's prayer. A, I mean, just the fact that he returned from it is huge. Um, And. You Know that gives the Rams a lot. You know, if Daryl, we don't know if Daryl Henderson's gonna come back, but that gives the Rams a lot more options. You know, if it was just Sony Michelle, I think having that that diversity in the run game is big. Eric Weddle, speaking of comebacks, maybe getting a ring after being out of football for two years, one to ten.
2: That's that's like a nine and a half. That's yeah. that's pretty amazing. Number one, he was dunking on middle-aged men like me playing basketball for the last <laughs> six months. And then he rolls out and he's still in fantastic shape. Like sometimes a lot of times the offensive linemen and defense line lose a ton of weight. Uh, but sometimes, like guys who were little to begin with, just say, "Okay, I can just eat Doritos now, and I don't have to worry about being in tipped-up shape." He's in fantastic shape. He made some plays throughout the playoffs, and that—that's a—that's a big story.
0: Yeah, I think he led them in tackles in the NFC title game. He or, also nearly gave the game to the
1: Buccaneers with that uh, the, boneheaded the, hit on the my hit, heavens. Oh, the so they that came ball. right <laughs> after the ball fell yeah. down and incomplete. Yeah, I'll give that. I'll give that a nine. Yeah, I think a, a nine. It's coming at least
0: out a of a retirement and
1: starting in the Super Bowl, probably not even like retired like this off season and like you know came back for a little so
2: right the Rams lose their safeties and you could literally sign anyone who's been playing football the last two years and what because he's so smart and in good shape roll on in as some guy in his mid-30s and he's fine
1: yep uh (laughs) bingo's wearing black uniforms one to ten breach I'll give
0: it an eight because uniforms a ten
1: yeah, because of the
0: what happened. Yeah, the, uh, the the teams wearing white have won 14 of the past 17. Super and the Bowls. Bengals
1: could have chosen to wear white, right? The
0: Bengals could have chosen to wear white. They are the home team in Los Angeles for the people who don't know, because the AFC team it, it alternates every year. The AFC team is the yeah. Only that's an underrated
1: shirt. quirk that the Rams. Are that the visiting is a part of
0: it in their own stadium. Yeah. And so, you know, I didn't really care what color the Bengals choose because look. They lost in their black jerseys in the first Super Bowl. They lost in their white jerseys in their second Super Bowl. So there's no superstition there. Why if, didn't
2: they wear their orange jerseys then?
0: Because uh, you have to get approval to wear your alternate jerseys. The NFL, the best are uh, NFL okay. generally does not let you, although the Rams will be wearing their alternate jerseys. Uh, cause let me ask you this. Their difference. white jerseys, they're alternate, their their regular road jersey is their bone gray jersey.
2: So Zach Taylor calls up Roger Goodell and asks him. Roger says no because you didn't go through the proper protocols. What if they just weren't
0: they just show up wearing the orange jerseys. That would be hilarious.
2: Yeah. Now, what are you going to do? Not let the game start? Yeah. So you have. Uh, would you pay a thousand dollar fine? In, in in order to help pay to offset the cost of the the NFL fine? Like
1: would I write a check to the? Your personal, you personally pay a thousand dollars, and they get the. But they win the Super Bowl. Oh my God. Do I know they win?
2: No, you going into it? They're going to wear their. Nah, if I don't know, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Jeez, I
1: don't the know. Cincinnati Bengals, everybody—the notoriously <laughs> cheap franchise. Exactly. Right the spirit here. of Mike Brown. White, white sports writers hating on the halftime show. One to ten. This is what oh a question from Debo. Wow. I, are white sports writers going to hate on Snoop Dogg and Dre? Yeah,
2: that—that that is a Debo question. That—that. That, you go, that's you the, answer that question. I, I am like, actually. I excited. guess. I guess
1: I guess the white sports writer should answer it. Yeah, that's it's a zero. This is a terrible storyline. This halftime show is going to rock. I want, a ca- I want a Tupac hologram out there with California love blasting and Dre and Snoop going nuts. This can't is going to be an awesome far, halftime show. Yeah. Finally, no Chris Collinsworth party. on the
0: call. One to ten, Breach. That's a ten. I That is a fascinating thing because there is no way that the, the Chris Collinsworth ever thought the Bengals would be in this Super Bowl. Now you have – look, there are only seven players in Bengals history who played in both Super Bowls. Collinsworth is one of them. You know, you know, he's not going to go out there and be a homer, but you know he's cheering for the Bengals. He lives in Cincinnati. He follows this team. And not only that, Al Michaels' first announcing job was for the Cincinnati Reds in the 70s. So he got his start in Cincinnati. Fun so fact. both these guys have Cincinnati ties. Uh, and, and yeah, Collinsworth calling this game, I think, is, is an underrated aspect of this game. Unless you are not a Bengals fan, then you're going to get upset at the Bengals. Stop talking. We're trying to end the show. What are you doing?
1: doing? (laughs) My God, that's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. For Preacher Wilson, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys tomorrow.